Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. Thank you all so much for spending a little bit of time with us. Really excited to be talking today to one of the salespeople in our Phoenix branch, Eden Kovac, uh, here at Aero Phoenix. Eden, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about whatever we need to talk about. Well, and I know you have a, a pretty unique story uh, to how you've gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. uh, would love to just hear you kind of just tell it yourself. Just let you kind of have the floor to, to, to tell us um, your life story and how you got into the trucking industry and, and, and your career to this point. So, yeah, for me, um, early days, you know, like uh, my country where I'm from and the, the period that I was born, a few years before I was born, the war had started. So, um, I mean, people refer to it as the breakup, Yugoslavia, Bosnian Civil War, Bosnian Genocide, whatever you refer to it. But I was actually born like in the middle, the heat of the war. So I was born in December of 1993. And um, basically, um, we were I, I was born in a small town called Foynita. And um, the town that I'm actually from, we really had no tie to it. I have no family there. I have no uh, real tie to it. We were basically just kind of like emigrating across the country any place that was safe because uh the main town Sarajevo the capital is where we were from is was like under siege so if you can imagine like San Francisco where you have the hills kind of surrounding the city basically in those hills were tanks snipers mortars um grenadiers everything every kind of like military person you can expect and Basically, they had curfews on people. They were shelling the city every single day. So there was grenades, mortars, snipers going off every day. And uh, really, it was like normal to be shot at, to be, you know, tanked to go off anything, these kinds of crazy things. And it didn't really matter if you were a kid, if you were a man, if you were a woman, like basically anybody was fair game. So, uh, you know, I was born basically during that time and actually in the place that I was born, it was like a one bedroom apartment where I think like seven people were living at the time, eight people wow. were living at the time. And uh, we actually didn't have uh, power. So what they did was, um, and my mom didn't have any medicine during the delivery. So I was like eight and a half pounds. Oh, nine man. pounds. And my head is humongous. <laughs> she had to do that with no, uh, with no uh, medicine and wow. with no power. So they had to literally take a car battery out of a car connected to light bulbs and manufacture some kind of light, some kind of warmth and heat, you know, and uh, I was born during that. And basically, you know, ever since then, it was just tough, you know, like uh, for, for my mom, for, for my dad. So in the months that I was born, you know, or prior to that, my dad was actually captured in in the southern part of Bosnia where we lived before in Mostar and he was captured and he was in a concentration camp for about two and a half months wow so in the concentration camp he he was you know beaten he was brutalized all kinds of stuff and he was actually homeless or not homeless uh, shoeless during the time so and it was snowing during that part of the the winter and he eventually ended up getting gangrene and losing a few of his toes so his toes became like black and necrotic so he had to cut them off on his own. Wow. He cut off his own toes during the, the time he was in there because it could spread to his leg and he could lose his legs. Right. So like, 
the, the early years were, you know, rough and uh, we actually ended up losing our house. Our house was destroyed. And uh, basically we were, um, I was a few years old and uh, about three, four years old and that happened. So we, we didn't have really nothing. So a lot of people were trying to escape, you know, before the war and we weren't as lucky because we couldn't get our stuff approved. So basically around the time, like I was like seven and a half, eight years old, we had gotten a visa approved basically through a lottery, like a one in a 10,000 lottery. So mm. we just got fortunate enough to be selected and be able to come here. And, uh, you know, that wasn't easy either. That wasn't no lottery <laughs> by any means. I mean, it is, a, it is a lottery to be able to come here and, you know, live and work here. But, you know, we came and uh, with a family of four and the disabled, my dad was disabled. Uh, we had about 200 bucks, 300 bucks. And like a 1980 Mazda that somebody gave to us with like 300,000 miles. Wow. So um, the early years when I was here, I was in like third grade, fourth grade and uh, no English, like absolutely zero English. I spoke not one word of English. So um, we lived about two miles from the school I went to. I had to walk a mile and then catch a bus going to the other one as an eight and a half year old kid, nine year old kid, because my mom was working 70 hours a week just to be able to pay the rent. So I had to walk as a nine-year-old kid in a foreign country that I've never been to, you know, city bus, not a school bus. So we didn't have a school bus that went around the area we were in because we were almost like out of district because we couldn't afford the area the school was in. So I was like eight and a half years old, me and my brother, which was like 17, 16 at the time, walking to the to the bus, you know, a mile every day and walking home. And my mom was working, you know, 70 hours a week. So from that point, it was very difficult. Um, I think that's kind of like the, our story, you know, it was just like perseverance. I think a lot of like uh, Bosnian people that came here and even during that war, you know, like uh, people really, I don't know if it's something in our blood or something in our, I don't know if, like they say, you know, the, the man makes a circumstance or the circumstance makes the man. I just yeah. think that, you know, tough, tough time, I guess, I don't know, maybe force people to come together and uh, really strive and persevere. So I mean, that kind of led through all of that hard work and time. My mom uh, did a great job of taking care of us, put me through uh, high school, and I ended up um, coming back from vacation. I came back from Bosnia from vacation, like my sophomore year of high school, and um, the football team just asked me to play, like American football. So I, I really, again, didn't really play, didn't really have any interest, but I was a decent athlete, so they asked me to play, and I was like, sure, you know, why not? Found out I was pretty decent. Senior year, I had some offers, but I couldn't, like, um, I didn't get it, get the offers in time, so I had to go to junior college. Ended up going to junior college, and uh, I got a scholarship my first year. So I had a full-ride scholarship to a Division two in Kansas, which was four Hayes. Four Hayes. Four Hayes? So I went there, and then um, basically I played football there. Things really didn't work out there. I really didn't like the town or just kind of like the whole situation. And then I eventually got to go to um, Benedictine College where I met, you know, our branch manager, Christian. So we went to school together, played on the football team together. And then, um, yeah, I guess uh, that that's that's kind of like my lead in and how I got into the industry because, you know, he was obviously there and he was kind of telling me about it. But I knew a lot of people that were talking about it, even we were in Bosnia telling us about like, the money they were making in trucking, even during the nineties, the early two thousands and, and really how it was such a good industry where even if you didn't speak an ounce of English, you can just come in right away and figure something out, contribute, make some money for yourself. And, uh, 
and uh, really, you know, have some stability. So that, that kind of led into that. Um, and I was always kind of interested in that kind of field. So I'd, I'd always prepared myself for that because the previous two years before I was in Aero, I was working at uh, UPS as an operations manager in the warehouse. So that, that was actually like in the location. And then um, the year before that, or the year after that, the year before I came here, I was working at FedEx as an inside sales uh, person. I was working with, you know, medium, large, small size accounts, uh, just driving, shipping and doing things of that nature. So I guess like, I don't know, I kind of gravitated towards it anyway. And then I figured like, um, I don't know, I just figured like maybe it was a good time for a career switch. And, you know, this is something that I... I've known about since I was a kid and, you know, people had always talked about in our circles and we knew all kinds of drivers when we were kids. And, um, I just figured, you know, with, with my language and being that there was nobody with who speaks my language West of Chicago, I thought sure. it was maybe a good idea. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, Bosnia, there's a, there's a, it seems like to be a strong Bosnian market out there in the Chicago area. So you're a little bit farther West of that. Um, but I kind of want to do something a little different here. I want to give you 60 seconds to maybe just kind of give a, a quick version of your story and how you got into the trucking industry at this point in your native language. So if you want to just, you know, give us a quick, you know, quick speech there, just to, sure. to kind of speak to some people in their, in their, you know, in their language. So go ahead. Okay, sure. So um, from the beginning or just the trucking part? You just, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable okay. with, you, just, you know, you got 60 seconds here, roughly just, just give us a little bit of okay. how your, your background getting here to the U.S., the trucking industry, whatever you want. Uh, hello, Lude, my name is Edin Kovac, I am here in Phoenix, in Aero Truck Sales, I have 18 months here, and I have Ništa, ja sam došao u ovaj industriju zbog, zbog, zbog naših jezika, zbog naše, dosta, dosta naših ljudi što radi u ovaj industriju i vidio sam veliki priliku da ovo, da, da, da nađem dobru kompaniju i znaš i radim ovdje kao, kao pošten radnik i ja radim u svakoj državi, bilo, bilo koji ja prodajem ljudima u Chicago, u St. Louis, u Las Vegas, Phoenix, bilo koji. Um, rođen sam u Bosne, ali znaš, pričam ja svaki jezik naš i znam, znam razlike i to. Ako vi hoćete zvati mene, kontaktirati mene, moj kontakt će biti ovaj, u, u deskripciji u ovaj video i slobodno me zove. Awesome. Uh, okay, so we always ask this question to everybody that comes in on this. You know, what in your mind makes a successful truck driver? I think, um, you know, it's it's 50-50, but I would say 50 is, you know, kind of prudence, intelligence. So you got to really know what you're doing and you got to do things before they're due. So that kind of, I think, kind of applies in everything. So not waiting for an issue to become big, not waiting for the last second to uh, to take on some responsibility. So if you know you have some project or some equipment you need to buy or some kind of deadline you need to meet, kind of doing it before the fact and not waiting till the very last minute and then rushing and maybe making a rash decision. Mm -hmm. uh, second, I would say just again, is like perseverance. So everybody, you know, will face issues and, uh, there's no driver out there. There's no company out there. That's not going to have an issue one way or another with a truck, a load, an accident, a insurance issue, uh, claims, you know, everybody's going to have those kind of issues. But I think the people who, um, 
the people who stay at the top and do well or the people who just realize it's a part of the it's a part of it and it's a nature of the business and uh, they see that really it's um there's no way to avoid it and really you just have to tackle it head on and uh like i said the whole prudent thing you know you can solve a lot of those problems for yourself if you do it in the correct way with the right information that's great all right so how do you help truck drivers find success what's your role in the truck driver story sure so i whenever i sell a truck to anybody so if it's somebody from my country from you know neighboring countries americans really anybody mexicans the main thing that i do is i leave myself as a point of contact so let's say they're starting out maybe they don't know any people for insurance maybe they don't they don't know they don't have companies for um for like a haul source or maybe they don't have a solid like work contract so with a lot of the people that i work with there are a lot of medium to upper bigger size fleets so they obviously do always have uh room for owner operator so i use a lot of those contacts to give to my other drivers that maybe don't that maybe don't have those opportunities already set up and uh obviously insurance is a big thing when you're starting out because you can get some really bad quotes if you don't know what you're doing so i think laying that groundwork and then just kind of letting them know like um you know basically whatever i can help i'll help out on so you know whatever resources i can give them or whatever peace of mind I can give them, I give them. So whether that's uh, warranty service, how to follow up with repairs, how to, you know, file their claims, how to do things like that. Most of the time I'll do the first one for the customer and just kind of walk them through it if, if need be, obviously. So things like that, you know, wherever really I can help, whatever things that I could, uh, whatever resources I can offer them, I offer them. So whether they ask or not, like, I, I really think that's important. That's great, man. Uh, you know, Arrow, we've adopted a motto here uh, the last couple of years, clear, simple, used truck buying. And what does clear, simple, used truck buying mean to you? I just think it's like our process. Things are, things are just very streamlined and quick. And, uh, you know, being able to DocuSign somebody for fifty thousand to a million dollars worth of equipment all within you know 30 minutes and being able to approve uh, funding really quickly and secure funding really quickly obviously transport funding helps helps out on that front but that whole process just seeing how quickly it goes and uh, obviously how long it can drag out with some other banks or some other you know resources that aren't really as, as up to speed or don't have their process really like ironed out you can really see how long that can take so i think Things like that, the warranties, the um, the Confidence Plus warranty, our NTP warranties, everything's just very black and white. It's very obvious. Everything's kind of on paper. So you really know what to expect, what you can look at. So there's really no ambiguity. Obviously, there's questions after the fact, for sure. But people, I think, more or less understand exactly what it's going to be. And they know with a company of our size that, you know, kind of what you see is what you get, basically. All right. And I want you to kind of just speak in Bosnian uh, to potential customers that might want to work with you. Why they, why should they work with you? Um, how they can get in contact with you. Feel free to just kind of post that right now, right here. Okay. Yeah. Mislim, mislim da sam ja jako pošten radnik. Ja, ja cijenujem ono poštovanje i iskrenosti. Ja volim da budem iskren. Ja volim da da sam vas dao kontakt s ljudima. Ako vi ikad imate probleme, ako vi ikad imate probleme, ono, pitanje za kamione, 
izvolite, molim te, nazovi me, pošalji mi poruku, moj broj ću ja staviti na kraju, moj mobitel broj je 623-282-5377, email mi je ekovač.erotrup.com i ako vi imate probleme, vi imate ikakav pitanje da kupite kamion, prikolice, za neke informacije, ti samo meni Well, that's another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. Thank you so much, Eden, for spending a little bit of time with us. Okay, thank you so much, Ken. All right, be sure to be checking us out on our uh, podcast channel, YouTube, Facebook. We are around wherever you can find us. Thank you again for listening, watching to the Successful Driver Podcast. We'll catch you later.